0: we consume and share news today it is largely rooted in social media outlets a reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online for a daily social media minute we're joined by erica via zoom good morning erica
1: good morning happy Happy friday Friday. yes (laughs) (laughs) finally happy you (laughs) look
0: You know, I feel better. I think that that really gets you going. Maybe it's not such oh, a bad so thing to get sick in the month of January. You feel
1: refreshed afterwards. <laughs> and uh, the good news is the weather is finally letting off. It's, it's warmer noticeably. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen my dog hesitate
0: so much before we go for walks. He's a big oh, man. Old. He likes <laughs> running, and so right. like, oh, that's new. <laughs> uh
1: cold even for bagel
0: yes that's right but it's going to be slightly warmer so how about that starting around lunch today in fact good good all right let's jump into some of our buzzwords this morning now with the warmer weather maybe you can brave the outdoors and get to these museums and exhibitions that you've been dying to get in fact i
1: have a really long list i just i didn't want to go outside at all <laughs> well maybe you can start venturing out again okay. come this weekend tomorrow
0: <laughs> all right so we're taking our listeners to the national museum of yeah. korea they've resurrected these mammoth fifth century gravestones of king Kwangeto the great yeah. and you might be wondering how i mean it's huge so how would you do it
1: well you need a little bit of help from technology yeah, so this uh, gravestone, it's a mammoth uh, gravestone that has been digitally uh, resurrected uh, at the National Museum of Korea in central Seoul. Now, Gwanggaeto the daewang or King Gwanggaeto the Great, was one of the best-known kings of the ancient Goguryeo kingdom from 37 BCE to 668 CE and uh, you know i just met, i just said mammoth gravestone and you might be wondering just how big is it yeah. well uh, the digital reproduction uh, of this gravestone like looms over visitors at uh, 6.4 meters tall, and uh, it's accompanied by original stone rubbings of its inscriptions. Now, the original gravestone was uh, erected over 1,600 years ago in Jian, which is currently located in present-day northeastern China. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so this is really exciting. And, uh, you know, it's been making the news uh, these past uh, few months that this is coming, and it's finally here. Um, Not a lot of kings get the great
0: as a suffix. Sejong the Great is probably one of the more renowned, more talked about kings, uh, the greatest of all (laughs) times. And King Kwangiito also gets a recognition. I mean, The king had a few TV dramas inspired by his legacy. So how about that? Yeah. Um, but just for our listeners who are, need a little bit of brushing up on history, mm-hmm. Goguryeo once held sway over the entire northern half of the Korean peninsula and parts of northeastern China that was before his eventual fall in the late 7th century. So King Gwanggaeto the Great is recognized as a ruler who led the kingdom of Goguryeo during this golden age.
1: Yes, and uh, experts say that when we talk about the ancient history of the three kingdoms, which are Koguryo, uh, Baekje, and Silla, it's impossible to not talk about this imposing monument. Um, the the gravestone of King Gwanggaeto the Great was uh, erected in. 414 by his son, King Changsu, and a total of 1,775 characters were inscribed onto the columns Four sides, and the text talks about the founding myth of Kukuryo Kingdom and the king's ascent to the throne, as well as his political achievements. Now, uh, this colossal digital (laughs) pillar at the National Museum was created primarily based on the rare 1889 edition of the stone rubbings that the museum acquired last year. Uh, and so starting with the display of the gravestones LED replica and the original rubbings uh the, the museum is, uh, you know, getting ready to renovate its permanent hall mm-hmm. that is uh, dedicated to Goguryeo era artifacts. By the end of 2024.
0: So, another major project in the museum's agenda for 2024 apparently involves organizing a series of mini exhibitions of a centuries old collection for people residing in remote regions. I mean, a lot of these national museums have pretty extensive archives. They just can't display it all together. Sometimes for conservation reasons, other times because, you know, you need a theme to put up an exhibition. You can't just put it out there and say, look what we have. That's right. And it's also certainly difficult to take those
1: rather precious pieces to different parts of the country. Yep. You know, in terms of the accessibility of uh, Korea's historic artifacts, like major ones, there's definitely that uh, regional disparity between Mm. Seoul and the rest of South Korea. Um, to give you some numbers, out of two thousand seven hundred and twenty four relics uh, that are designated as national treasures or treasures by the country, uh, nearly forty three percent are concentrated in the Seoul metropolitan area. Mm. So that means residents in smaller cities or towns are often led, uh, you know, left culturally marginalized, mm. uh, especially students who learn about these uh, cultural monuments and relics are able to see them in person. So this whole project is to bridge this gap basically. Mm -hmm. Um, Six small scale shows, filled with the, these relics are going to be traveling to 12 cities across South Korea um, you know to 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 provide more access to people experiencing a sharp population decline and less access to these very important cultural treasures
0: and there's really nothing like seeing it in person i can't even describe the experience right. i'm seeing pictures in textbooks is one thing and i actually even mm-hmm. advise all of my friends to you know read before we go to exhibits they hate me yes that's okay <laughs> (laughs) But, you know, it's because the more you know, the more you see. But without seeing, how much of that do you retain? And it's just so much more exciting if you see it in person. How good of them. That's the National Museum of Korea Lofty Exhibitions for 2024. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. On to our second story today. Um, I don't know if I should let out a sigh of relief or it's kind of funny. It just reminds me of my deceased grandparents. They used to hide money in the, the weirdest places across their homes.
1: Yeah, Uh, closets, kimchi
0: fridges, you name it. (laughs) (laughs) What is it about kimchi fridges? Uh Underneath a mattress, uh, sometimes taped behind home appliances. Okay, so the latest story is kind of about that, right? How nearly 18 million won saved in mat in a mattress almost got thrown away.
1: Yeah, so this elderly woman uh, almost lost, you you said 18 million won, the sum is correct, and that's equivalent to 13,000 US dollars. She saved the money in cash in her mattress and uh, the mattress was mistakenly sent to be disposed of, Uh, but thankfully the good news is that the money has been recovered. Uh, thanks to the vil- vigilance of a, a rookie police officer. <laughs> so this incident took place on Thursday. Uh-huh. Um, officer Ko Songju, who is 25 years old, he was on his day off and uh, he was throwing away an old desk at a recycling area uh, in his apartment complex in Ansan City. And at the garbage disposal area, he saw several crumpled 50,000 won and 10,000 won notes uh, sort of like sticking out of this uh, discarded mattress. Mm. And uh, he promptly reported what he found. And uh, colleagues from the police station nearby arrived uh, shortly after. And uh, they counted the bills together with the aid of a bank staff. And, uh, yeah, they found the mattress contained one hundred oh. and twenty fifty thousand 50,000 notes. And almost 1,200, notes. And the total amount uh, was a 17.97 million won or roughly 13,000 uh, American dollars. And uh, so the police, obviously they were shocked. Uh, they tried to trace the mattress based on the, the waste disposal sticker <laughs> they found on the mattress. And with help from the apartment security guard, they ended up locating thankfully uh, the owner of this old mattress i mean the work that it took thank goodness we have those <laughs> teamwork, cash counting right?
0: machines but you're right teamwork and they found the owner do we know
1: anything else about who the owner is what's her story Yeah, so uh, she was an elderly woman in her 80s who resided in the same apartment complex as the young police officer. And she'd been saving money in her mattress for over two years. Uh, So she had set aside basically the surplus leftover money from the monthly allowance her son gave her. Mm. And on the day of this incident, her mattress was mistakenly thrown away because there was some sort of like miscommunication during the remodeling process of her house. And uh, yeah, thankfully, the, the immediate action of the police officer <laughs> ensured that the, the woman did not lose her savings.
0: All is well with the yep. world. What a story. That could have been an extra costly remodeling for the yes, elderly woman. Yes. But more so than that, how heartbreaking is it? There's something about having cold hard cash on you and saving bit by bit. It's different yes. from, for some odd reason, just a number on my bank account. It's essentially the same thing, but to have cash in the mattress. Oh, I yeah. don't know. It just feels more personal. <laughs> I'm glad she got her money back. And onto our final story yep. related also to money, a hefty, hefty paycheck. I would assume. Um, Tom Hollander, one British actor, was mistakenly sent a huge Avengers bonus meant for, well, Tom Holland.
1: Yeah. Um, So, uh, we have to talk about two names. Don't mistake them. One is Tom Hollander and one is uh, Tom Holland. And uh, British actor Tom Hollander recently talked about, you know, the difficulties of being the almost namesake of an incredibly famous fellow actor who also happens to be much younger than he is. <laughs> now, if the name Tom Hollander doesn't exactly immediately ring a bell, um, if you've seen the show The White Lotus on HBO, uh, Tom Hollander played one of the principal uh, roles in season two, he was Quentin. Mm. Um, and if you haven't seen The White Lotus, uh, Tom Hollander uh, played the creepy Mr. Collins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the film Pride and Prejudice, uh, featuring Keira Knightley and mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Collins, if you remember, ended up marrying Elizabeth Bennet's best friend. So anyways, that's the actor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anyways, he talked about this one incident where he was mistakenly sent Tom Holland's first seven-figure Avengers box office bonus and uh, he he you know he was recently on the show uh, Seth, Seth Meyer show, mm. and uh, he said he was once in the same agency mm. as Tom Holland. Oh, yes, they were they were in the same agency for a brief while, and the people in the accounts department they got confused over their names because they're so similar, right? Um, and he he one day got an email from his agency saying payment advice slip your first box office bonus for the Avengers. <laughs> you know Tom Hunger thought, I don't think I'm in The Avengers. <laughs> and uh, he checked the email and he said it was an astonishing amount of money. Like, he had never seen such a large sum of money before. It was, you know, a seven-figure sum. And it wasn't Tom Holland's salary. It was his first box office bonus. Not the whole box office bonus, oh, but man. the first one. Yeah, and, you know, he said, you know, it's kind of sucked. I can imagine how he felt at the time because, you know, he was first, but then this younger guy, he's enormously famous. Anyways, he made a joke about it and everyone was just in tears laughing. Yeah. um, Yeah. yeah. yeah, And he he also talked about how so many people get their names mixed up. Yeah. uh, People get really, really excited uh, talking to him on the phone, and then they get confused and then they get super disappointed. You know, people tell him on the phone all the time, My children are so excited to meet you. And he's like, Are they, though? do they know me? Have they met me? Exactly. Oh, man. I mean,
0: in good spirits, Tom Hollander just telling a story, but I mean, the bitter truth is, I mean, to see it in actual figures, that must have been something else.
1: And he has to give it all back.
0: Yeah. The tens of millions. Yeah. I wonder for a fleeting second he thought, hmm, hide? (laughs) 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 All right. But I mean, it's it's Marvel. It's Avengers. I think it there's there's a very tiny 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 fraction of Hollywood or the actors community who gets to revel in that, but you're right to you see it in a paycheck. I don't know.
1: Hey, it's showbiz, right? Yeah. Some people get more, some people get less. I mean, that's the same for every every industry, I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess it's just a matter of how much the discrepancy, yeah. right? I mean, if you look at certain sectors like tech and entertainment. It's huge, Erica. Yes. Some people win really big, but that's right. Mind you, folks. I think nothing is free in life. Nope. <laughs> Thanks, Erica. That was great fun. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next you week. Too. See you next week. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input.